Hi friends, I'm Dr. Cindy Leibert. And I'm Brooke Jack. We are your hosts of the Joy Prescription Podcast. In this show, we interview pioneering individuals who are integrating faith into their work and their spheres of influence in their respective fields of healthcare, coaching, psychology, and ministry. We dialogue at the intersection of lifestyle medicine, brain health, and Christianity. In each episode, our guests will share their hard-won wisdom and strategies for intentional living, spiritual growth, and health stewardship. Together, we explore God's joy prescription, how He redeems our life stories and brings us into wholeness, mind, body, and spirit. We are so glad you're here to be a part of this conversation. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Joy Prescription Podcast. We're your hosts, Dr. Cynthia Leibert. I'm an integrative family physician, wife, and mom of three. And I'm Brooke Jack, pastor, entrepreneur, wife, and also a mom of three. We're so glad you're here. The Joy Prescription Podcast is the place where we explore topics at the intersection of our passions, brain health, lifestyle medicine, and Christian spirituality. We pray that the Holy Spirit uses our voices to encourage you, reveal spiritual truths, and simply inspire positive change in your life, your health, your faith, family, and work. We invite you to take your learning further with us at thejoyprescription.com. Hi, welcome to the Joy Prescription podcast. In episode two, we actually began examining the J in my Joy Prescription toolbox, which J stands for just be still and breathe. And then last week, we tied in the idea of surrender as an act of faith and how that helps our physical body when we exercise our health, our whole person, our body, our mind, and our spirit. Today, we're going to finish unpacking this concept of just be still and breathe. We're going to consider what it means to abide in Christ. And we're also going to be talking about on the medical side, the power of stillness on our physiology, particularly around building stress resilience, an important topic. So today's scripture focus is John 15, four. I'm going to go ahead and read you a couple different translations here. So the new King James version says, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. And the same verse in the passion translation is so you must remain in life union with me, for I remain in life union with you. For as a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit, so your life will be fruitless unless you live your life intimately joined to mine. Share the significance of this verse with us. Sure. Yes, I'm excited to talk about this. So first, let's just consider the context of this passage. Uh, Jesus and his disciples have just left the upper room, and they are now headed to the Garden of Gethsemane. And we need to pause for a moment so we don't miss this. This is Jesus knows that 
he's going to be arrested soon. He knows that his time, his, his earthly ministry is coming to a close. He's about to go to the cross. And now he's taking this opportunity to give his disciples some final counsel. And I think this is so significant that we really hone in on what was on Christ's heart right before he went to the cross, what he was wanting to equip his disciples with so that they could continue on in ministry after he was in heaven with the Father. And so along their path to the garden, um, Bible scholars have noted that they would have passed by several vineyards. So I like to imagine that Jesus might have just stopped in front of one of those great vines and and used it to illustrate this message. Just uh, Jesus is so good at those teachable moments um, That's so with lovely. his followers. <laughs> yes. So he might have, you know, grabbed one of those branches with grapes and and started talking to them about this concept of uh, abiding. And so his final counsel to his disciples, the focus was to abide. In essence, he was saying to them, the most essential thing for you to concern yourself with is staying closely connected to me. Now, realizing too that at this point, all they knew had been close communion with Jesus and his physical person. They had been doing life and ministry with him, following him, being with him, watching his actions, listening to his words. But now they were about to transition to learning how to live in close communion with him spiritually through the Holy Spirit. And so this is why it was so important that Jesus counseled them about what it means to abide. And so he continues um, in the next chapter, we see more of his discourse to the um, disciples, and he's warning them about some of the things that they're going to encounter, the trouble, the hardship, the resistance from the world, the rejection, yet he's already prescribed to them the antidote to all of that. And that is simply abide, abide wow. in me. So thank you, Brooke. I, yeah. I just really never considered the context. It's so powerful to do that. Thank you for shedding yes. light on that. Yes. And so I think we need to look at too, what does it mean to actually abide and to abide is defined as to continue or to remain in so what do we continue in? What do we hold on to? Well, that's our, our faith, our faith in Christ, mm-hmm. the person who our whole identity is now in, now lies in Christ. And so as we established last week, we were looking at Galatians 2.20, where Paul declared, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me, and that sacred surrender. And surrender really is the first step to us abiding in Christ. And as we look at verse four, it's pretty plain. It says, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. And in the very next verse, just to leave no room for confusion, Jesus says, I am the vine you are the branches. And so we can take away this concept, no union, no life, basically an unproductive life. If you're not united, you're not joined uh, to the vine. 
And Cindy, our human soul longs for a sense of purpose, longs for this desire to live a productive life, to contribute meaningfully to others. And so Jesus's truth here is unmistakable, that real authentic life is only found in union with him. And it doesn't come through the strength. <laughs> What's that? I was saying, unfortunately, it's also part of our human nature to want to strive and be productive uh, on our own. Exactly. It, it's really a tragic thing when, when you think about it in terms of what Jesus is saying, that yes, we have no life without him. That's right. And you're 100% right. It doesn't come through striving. And that's what is so cool about the fact that Jesus used the vine and the branches imagery, because in nature, we observe that the vine is delivering all those life-giving necessities to the attached branch. The branch isn't striving to try to work and produce fruit. It's just absorbing and taking in everything that the, the vine is delivering to it. And all those essentials are coming in, giving it what it needs to produce the fruit. And it's simply just by staying connected to the vine. And so that is absolutely the same truth for us. All of our provision lies in our connection to our life source, Jesus. And there's this um, other passage that really illustrates this principle well. It's the story of Mary and Martha found in Luke 10. Cindy, why don't you read that for us? Love this passage. So it's where Jesus visits Martha and Mary. It's from Luke 10. I'm going to read the New Living Translation, uh, verse 38 and 39. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister, Mary, sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. And then verse 41 and 42 goes on. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. Thank you. (laughs) I know. Wow. It is. That is a wonderful passage for us to meditate on and even examine our own hearts about, Mm -hmm. you know, what is that one thing that um, we are making the highest priority in our lives. And um, this story is, is wonderful. And, you know, Martha, bless her heart, she often gets a, a bad rap. It's <laughs> like this poster child for every distraction and busyness in our lives. But what we see is she was actually practicing this generous hospitality, which we are instructed to do as well, to practice hospitality. And really Jesus wasn't minimizing her service, but he was just reminding her that her anxious, exasperated state was evidence that what she was doing was not rooted in a place of intimate connection to him. 
And so that's why he tells her that Mary has chosen the most essential thing, abiding. And it's so easy for us, just like Martha, to get caught up in all the doing and forget why we're doing it or for whom. And um, we just have to realize that all of the fruit that we produce, whether it be, you know, from the attitudes that we exhibit, the actions we exhibit, all of that must come from a heart of love in order for it to be the fruit that lasts. And so our connection with Christ is the most essential thing. And we stay connected in that. That is what will inform uh, the rest of our lives, the rest of the doing in our lives, the things, the external actions that point to our love for Christ. So we're given this invitation here, which is discover his love, then dispense his love. So beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love that. But, uh, we have so many um, hindrances, you know, to abiding, it seems. And I think that would only be natural considering that, um, you know, we do have an enemy who uh, wants to keep us distracted, wants to keep us in a place of striving, uh, wants to try to keep us disconnected from our life source because he knows how powerful it is when we stay connected and abiding in Christ um, because then our identity in him is so solidified that we are so powerful and um, <laughs> he's like intimidated by that. Mm -hmm. So um, mm -hmm. we do encounter hindrances to abiding. So I just wanted to mention a few of the common ones just to help us with the awareness so that we can, um, you know, try to combat some of that in our lives and stay in a place of abiding. Um, but I think the primary uh, hindrance would just be unbelief or a lack of faith, also busyness. I had a, a friend of mine, she told this funny story. Um, she calls herself a recovering busyholic because, uh -huh. <laughs> you know, she just would constantly be finding ways to be involved, things to do, things to stay busy, thinking that that was like under that umbrella of these are good things, you know, these right. are good things. And I'm supposed to do good things. Um, and she said she <laughs> eventually started calling herself a doo-doo head because <laughs> all she heard in her head all day was do, mm -hmm. do, do, do. And she constantly was thinking about all that she had to do, all that she needed to do, all that she should be doing. And we can get trapped in that place of busyness, thinking again in that striving place that we need to do in order to earn God's love. And, um, but really we need to pause and we need to um, connect with him and get his directives on what we need to be doing. So Busyness can definitely hinder us from just taking the time we need to connect. Isolation uh, is definitely a hindrance, not being um, in a community setting with other believers where you can be encouraged and uh, reminded of truth. Also, just feeling unworthy, not dealing with sin or, or shame or guilt, those things still weighing you down enough and you not feeling like you are worthy enough to come into um, the Lord's embrace and to sit at his feet um, and connect with him. Um, like we kind of already mentioned the striving, just trying to perform for God's love. 
And then another hindrance can also be um, just focusing on the benefits that Christ offers instead of focusing on the person himself. So for instance, just seeking after his healing power for a need in our life instead of seeking the healer. And, and then selfish ambition, again, just trying to maintain control of our own lives. All of those are just some common hindrances to um, that deeper connection with Christ. I'm sitting here nodding my head, unfortunately, <laughs> to so many of these points that you're sharing that keep us from abiding in Christ and abiding in his love and his peace. And mm-hmm. boy, the story of your friend being a doo-doo head. <laughs> I think, you know, that's, that's part of what God shared with me in the joy mm-hmm. prescription is that this first J that we're talking about is just yeah. be, just yes. be still sit at my feet. And, and so it's so true. I I have unfortunately the same tendency to be on that perpetual to-do list and, you know, being a mom, business owner, a doctor, there's a lot of things that need to be Mm -hmm. done. And Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a process learning how to turn over our to-do list to God. Yes. uh, So thank you so much for highlighting those. It's, it's, you know, important to see what can keep us from abiding, but not to get stuck in a shame or guilt pattern about it, That's but right. to just, you know, turn it over to God. Mm-hmm. So thanks for sharing mm-hmm. that, Brooke. Very absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, believe me, it wasn't too hard for me to, to uh, come up with that list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Walked it out a lot of that out of personal experience. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure it's been an observation of yours, uh, not only just like we're sharing our personal stories, but even with um, in your medical practice with uh, patients that you're helping care for, that spiritual disconnection has left many, like Martha, in a state of anxiety, overwhelm, uh, irritability, and exhaustion. Yeah, well, absolutely. I see it every day in my clinical practice. Unfortunately, nowadays, much more so than ever, you know, we, we know the connection between chronic disease and stress and the, the stress and the overwhelm over, you know, the last several years has just uh, been oh, pretty intense. Tremendous. Yeah. Certainly see it in the lives of my patients. And unfortunately, I can also relate to Martha, very much. (laughs) I remember a time, it was about seven or eight years ago that I was walking in a local park at the time and just feeling so overwhelmed and exhausted and just my heart was hurting. And so I started to Mm -hmm. pray and just connect with God. And I came upon this beautiful little stream and and just stood there and was communicating with God. And, and I heard in my spirit, just this really beautiful, very clear invitation. God brought to my mind, the story of Martha and Mary. And, oh, wow. and he said, Cindy, you can choose, <laughs> you can choose mm-hmm. to sit at my feet. And, and it was lovely, beautiful. And at the same time, 
in my, I, I guess I was being honest with God. And I said, how, <laughs> how can I do that? <laughs> you know, I have, yeah. I have this big to-do list. I've got a busy mm-hmm. practice that I'm running and three little girls to take care of. And I can barely take care of myself. And thankfully that was the very beginnings of him whispering these joy prescriptions <laughs> into my ear into my life and consciousness. And it's not been an overnight process for sure, but it's definitely been a beautiful journey with God to Mm. start to uh, step into that rest that he offers us. And so that's part of what I want to transition into today is talking about God's invitation for us to step into this health and wholeness through the power of being still, of abiding in him, of resting. And it's perfect time to transition into our medical topic today, which is I'm going to speak about the effects of chronic stress on our body. And most importantly, I'm going to share some important tips to what we can do about it, because we all know that chronic stress is harmful Mm -hmm. and we all have it. We can't avoid it. It's just a part of life, but there, there's so much that we can do to build our resilience and, and to step into a better pattern with managing it. So I'm going to highlight that. And, and I think it ties in beautifully with our, our topic of abiding in Christ, because when we do that, when we are still from a, an emotional mental, spiritual standpoint, that changes our physiology. It actually mm-hmm. heals our body. So it's, it's really amazing. Wow. Uh, we know, you know, stillness has many forms. It can be physical stillness, talking about rest and sleep and having proper balance in life, paying attention to our circadian rhythms, learning how to say no and get off that doo-doo <laughs> train. <laughs> breathing, all of those things to help our physical bodies to rest. And you beautifully covered the the concepts of mental, emotional, and spiritual rest. And so I want to talk about how, how God designed our bodies to adapt to stress. We have this amazing system called the HPA axis. It stands for hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. It's the connection between our brain and our adrenal glands, which are little tiny glands that sit on top of the kidneys. They secrete stress hormones, cortisol, adrenaline, and DHEA. These hormones help our body to adapt to stress and and deal with our everyday demands that are placed on us. And, And when we have periodic stressful events, our body can handle that you know, as long as we go back into a a resting state in between, that's how our bodies are designed to function. Unfortunately, as you know, I'm sure you can relate. Many of us are just living under a load of chronic stress. And, And when we have that unremitting chronic stressors on our body, whether it's physiological from some sort of chronic illness food allergy or infection, Mm -hmm. 
that's, <clears throat> that's stressful on the body or, you know, the psychological stress of navigating daily life with work and kids and relationships and all of the things that we uh, face in life that can strain, it can strain our HPA axis. And so when there's this chronic unremitting stress, we can fall into what we call HPA axis dysfunction, and it can lead to dysregulation of lots of our body systems the blood sugar can shoot up. Cortisol is the major stress hormone. And part of its job is to mobilize our body's resources. So glucose energy to help us deal with an acute threat to our survival. <laughs> and so cortisol secretion uh, causes our blood sugar to increase. And when you have chronic secretion of cortisol, particularly when there's hypercortisolism, when the blood levels of cortisol are chronically high, that can lead to blood sugar uh, imbalance, even push us into pre-diabetes, insulin mm. resistance, and eventually into full-blown diabetes. Uh, there's all sorts of other negative health consequences of high cortisol long-term. So let's talk about how we can know if our body is dealing with this stress overload it's a little bit of a no brainer. I think we all know the, our own personal signs that, yeah. that our body is under stress. It, the body definitely gives us clues. It might be insomnia or fatigue, or depression, anxiety, irritability. Also digestive difficulties are common symptoms of cortisol dysregulation. So there's a long list of things Certainly in my clinical practice, I, we have the ability to measure cortisol in saliva. We can do a HPA axis checkup by looking at your first morning cortisol in the saliva. Then we check it again at noon and then also in the early evening and before bedtime. And we like to see a nice peak of cortisol in the morning, uh, not too high, but just high enough to get us going, get us out of bed and motivated and ready for the day and energized. And then that peak should gradually fall throughout the day and be fairly low in the evening time, dinner time, and at bedtime so that we can rest well. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, many times when we check this on patients, their cortisol is, you know, super high and then, you know, remains high or spikes up uh, throughout the day. And if it goes on long enough where you just kind of burn your system out, you can get low cortisol levels. And that's, I don't even need a, a test to tell mm -hmm. me when somebody has that because they, they basically can't get out of bed and they can't function. Wow. And it's um, a very difficult thing to recover from, but it is mm. possible. We have a lot of resiliency that, and healing capacity that God built into our body. So I want to definitely highlight some strategies for helping to avoid that kind of adrenal burnout. We want to avoid that and, and just be more resilient to the stressors that we have in daily life. So 
let me just move into action steps because we could go on and on about the negative impact of stress. And I think that's pretty clear. It raises our risk for chronic diseases, for diabetes, heart disease, cancer, even Alzheimer's disease and dementia. Chronic high cortisol actually damages the hippocampal area in the center of the brain that's uh, part of our memory center, causes shrinkage of that area. Mm. I guess it's it's uh, <laughs> sort of the body's protective mechanism of saying, you've been through so much stress, you probably don't want to remember that. <laughs> but um, but um, in all seriousness, we, we definitely want to do all the things we can to avoid the harmful impacts of chronic mm. stress on our body. So uh, some simple steps, but very powerful would be to uh, just look at our diets and make sure we're not taking in substances that can stress our adrenal glands by causing excessive cortisol release. You probably can guess what some of those <laughs> foods are. Refined foods, particularly high in sugar and junk food that stresses the body because, mm. you know, it causes the blood sugar kind of up, up and down the, the vicious cookie roller coaster or vicious cookie yes. cycle that happens. That's stressful on the body. Excessive caffeine can be stressful because caffeine is a stimulant. It allows us to tap into energy reserves. Oftentimes if we're using it to kind of push through when we're feeling tired, when we really need to rest, if we use that uh, caffeine to push through and mm -hmm. keep working, keep driving when we need to rest, it actually dips down into energy reserves that we need for other things, like keeping our immune system functioning well, you know, warding off cancer proliferation in the body. So it, it can add up over time. I mean, it's, it's okay it's... to have a, an occasional green tea <laughs> here and there, but when we're drinking two pots of coffee, just to make it through the day, that's, that's a sign that your body's yeah. talking to you. <laughs> that is so tempting too. Those <laughs> refined sugars, those mm -hmm. the caffeine, those things. Yes. Um, we're kind of conditioned even I mean, I had to say no to a Snickers bar yesterday in the uh -huh. checkout lane, you know, they're <laughs> sitting right there and I made the mistake of going to the grocery store hungry, you know, uh, Yep. and it was the staring Snickers me down. satisfies you, right? Exactly. Yes. And I, that's what it said. It said satisfies. I'm like, oh, that sounds so good about now. <laughs> the power of marketing and advertising. Yes. yes. So yes, sugar, excessive sugar, caffeine, and then alcohol also is uh, harmful uh, in excess to our system in terms of our cortisol response system. Also exercise. Exercise is a wonderful way to promote health, but we want to make sure we're not over-exercising, which can cause excessive cortisol secretion and actually contribute to uh, stress on the body. So you want to make sure that you're doing gentle, regular exercise. And when you're going through periods of chronic stress or acute stress, or if your body's not feeling totally up to par, if you don't, if you didn't get a good night's sleep, it's probably not the day to really push it in the gym and do that high intensity 
interval training. So uh, doing just kind of tuning into your body and making sure that you're listening to it and being kind and gentle in terms of the exercise that you get daily exposure to light can be really wonderful at regulating our circadian rhythms, our HPA axis. If we get bright light first thing in the morning, that helps to shut off the production of melatonin, helps us to wake up and and be alert uh, throughout the day. And then also at nighttime, exposure to the orange and purple hues of the sun setting that can stimulate melatonin secretion and help us to ease off into a restful night's sleep. So God designed our our whole world and our lifestyle just to be in in sync with our physiology. And so getting back to to nature is the best we can. I mean, many of us are on our devices late at night, being exposed to light that can be harmful and interfere with the production of melatonin and can interfere with our sleep. Another strategy for managing stress and building resilience into our body is using adaptogenic herbs. Things like rhodiola, Mm. cordyceps, ashwagandha, Uh, licorice root, Uh, these compounds have natural ability to regulate cortisol. So they're called adaptogens for a reason. It means that when our cortisol levels are high, the plants actually have intelligence built into them by God that brings down the cortisol levels to a normal level. And if the cortisol level is too low, it can boost cortisol levels. So that that's really the beauty of plant-based medicine. There's so much wisdom built into plants that is different than pharmaceutical drugs can be sometimes more powerful, but drugs tend to work either in an agonist or an antagonist fashion. They either Mm. stimulate or promote a function in the body or they block a natural function. And plants have a more kind of gentle, multidimensional way that they work to restore balance. And so that's part of the appeal for plant-based medicine for me. Vitamin C is also an important nutrient Mm -hmm. that helps to uh, combat the effects of chronic stress. It helps to repair our adrenal glands. And I can't forget to mention sleep is really critical, particularly the sleep that we get before midnight. So going to bed, you know, I try to start winding down around nine o'clock, try to get in bed by 10 o'clock is really key because I, I track my sleep and the REM sleep, the deep sleep and, and heart rate variability through a device. And I, it's amazing if I get to bed a little bit after 10 o'clock that dramatically cuts down on the deep sleep and restfulness of my entire night's sleep. And so getting to bed actually before nine o'clock, my body loves that. Oh, <laughs> That's wow. rare that that, that can <laughs> I'll pray for more of that, but um, me too. (laughs) So, and and we've talked a little bit about uh, stress management techniques. We went over the the square breathing, the box breathing, Mm -hmm. where you 
Breathe into the count of four, you know, going up the square, hold your breath for the count of four, going over the top of the square and then gradually exhaling, going down the square and then uh, pausing again for the bottom of the square and in repeating that several times that can be a wonderful way to tell your nervous system that you're safe and everything's okay and it can stop secreting cortisol and putting you into that fight or flight response so just simple things like breathing can help with stress management I do want to highlight the importance of social connection for mm -hmm. our sense of well-being and our uh, resilience to chronic stress. You mentioned the uh, one of the barriers or uh, things that keep us from abiding in Christ is to not have community. Yeah. And I just, I love, love, love my church. We have a, a group that meets once a week and, and during the week and you know, just to share life together, share stories and, and do some Bible study and pray for each other. And there is so much laughter and joy <laughs> in that group. And it, it's yeah. <laughs> really a healing thing. And, you know, even though it, it takes some doing to, to show up at a group after a long day of work, I feel like that that is part of my stress management <laughs> uh, mm -hmm, routine mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. to have regular connection there. And you know, the Bible says that laughter is good medicine. So that, that's that right. Certainly helps <laughs> us to deal with any kind of uh, challenging things we might be going through. And I, I do want to also make sure that I emphasize that, you know, sometimes professional help is needed. You know, we may need to reach out to our pastor, to a counselor, uh, life coach, your doctor, uh, if you're you know, really having a lot of signs of chronic stress, if you're struggling physically, it's important to look into that and mm -hmm. uh, take some steps to make sure you're taking care of your health. And, and finally, of course, we want to lean in on our faith and just uh, know that we're God's children, that he's got us, that maybe the world might be chaotic and lots of uh, stressful things going on, but ultimately we can rest in his peace. And, and that is very calming to our yes. physiology. So Brooke, why don't you wrap us up today? I'd love to hear just some more action items in terms of how can we abide in Christ? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Well, first and foremost is being in the word of God. So um, we were, you know, looking at John 15 and it says later on in verse seven, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. And it's important that we see that Jesus is inseparable from the word of God. He is the word of God. And so um we spend time in the word. We get to know his heart. We get to know his truth. That truth sets us free. It uh, brings us that freedom and that new life inside of us. So being in the word is absolutely essential. We have to be sometimes creative in how we get in the word in our busy lives, whether we're moms or we're professionals in the workplace. You know, there are a lot of demands on our time. So um, I've had many conversations 
conversations with with friends and acquaintances, and that seems to be a common question uh, among a lot of believers. How do I get more time in the Word? Part of that is you kind of have to lay down your ideals about how your time in the word looks, you know, um, it's not going to look Pinterest perfect. You may not have that cup of tea and the perfect little light coming through the window and your comfy, cozy shoes on and a blanket in your lap and your Bible and having 45 minutes of uninterrupted time to read and process that may not be what your, uh, life looks like, but I think seizing the moments that you do have, and for myself, I've found I'm in the car a lot. I'm driving around a lot, taking kids to school and to um, extracurriculars. And so finding like audio, audio Bible apps that I can have uh, just listening to the word, um, the Joy Prescription podcast, there's a creative way to get some word in your day, right? Yes. So um, looking for those opportunities and even initiating a time with your family, you know, um, in the evenings, uh, if you do uh, reading time together as a family, um, making the word part of that. So just being creative in how you spend some time connecting in, in the scriptures and then also um, prayer. So for even for our uh, physical relationships that we experience um, with one another, a spouse, uh, a good friend, a sibling, like you have to spend time talking um, and communicating with them to get to know them, um, to learn their likes, their dislikes, to just hear their heart, what, what's going on with them. And the same is, is true with the Lord is that prayer is just that communication with him. We uh, connect with his heart. We connect with his Holy Spirit. Um, as we pray, we have the opportunity to repent, to say, this is how I'm struggling and I need your strength. I need your strength to help me to accomplish this, to overcome this, to even obey you. Um, because the scriptures tell us also, if you love me, you'll obey my commands, but we are empowered. We have the opportunity to be empowered by his spirit. When we connect with him in prayer to receive uh, the strength that we need to obey him, the things that we have discovered in his word that please him and honor him and bring him glory. And then as we've emphasized already uh, multiple times, but it is not going to hurt to emphasize it again, is community. And, you know, when I think about the image of a grapevine, there's multiple branches off of that vine. It's not just a single branch, it's multiple ones. So there's this, the fruit and the little branches are all there together and interconnected. And that is how um, we are designed to live interconnected lives with one another in community. And that's where we get that encouragement to stay the course, to keep running our race after Jesus, to not get distracted. We need each other to stay abiding. Yes, it is important that you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and you're connecting one-on-one -on -one with him. But that doesn't, it doesn't need to only be that just you and Jesus and nobody else. We are built for community and we need that encouragement to help keep us on track and help us stay grounded in the truth. And so, Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. I <laughs> couldn't agree more. And my takeaway 
today was I'm getting off the do do train. train yes. <laughs> thank you for reminding me of that story with Jesus's invitation to sit at his feet and to be still. I'm going to just take the next step on that journey uh, today. I'm going to just renew that. So thank you for for sharing, Brooke. I'm so happy to be here with you. I'm grateful Me for our too. listeners. We're encouraging you to go deeper with us at thejoyprescription.com. I'm going to wrap up today, but we look forward to seeing you here next week. And I want to just encourage you to go out and do that one new thing that brings you joy today. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Joy Prescription Podcast, where we explore the intersection of lifestyle medicine, brain health, and Christianity. We invite you to take your learning deeper with us at thejoyprescription.com. Be sure to sign up for our email newsletter and receive free weekly Joy Prescription devotionals. Bye for now.